So welcome to all our loyal listeners. You are listening to episode 49. Oh, and one, I, know, I, I know I clap after every episode, but 49, that means we're one away from a huge milestone. Half a century, half a century. So, it's been one more week. Uh, coronavirus is still here. Uh, but I think in the last episode, uh, what we had discussed Whoa. is how... Coronavirus how quarant- or 5G. <laughs> that, that's a different episode. Different episode. We only have we only have a fact base. You gotta stay woke in these streets, man. You gotta stay woke. Nah, don't. Uh, we can do. We can do another episode on conspiracy theories another time. Um, but in uh, in this week's episode, on episode forty nine, so we were building on last week's episode where we focused on the quarantine and how our personal experiences have been. But now we want it to be a bit more forward looking, and use this as an opportunity to to imagine. Okay, six, nine, twelve months from now. With everything that we see that's happening, what type of changes will this lead to? So this could also be not only behavioral, but also economically, the way that we work. And will we ever get back to life as we had before Corona time? So before getting into the episode, just do a quick check in with everyone. How, how are you all doing so far? Same as last week. Same as last week. Uh, Daniel, it sounds like you got the exact same cough as last week. <laughs> and, the same, and the same shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's called a washing machine. We're doing, we're doing, no, but no, we're uh, looking, looking forward to the episode. We're going to have a great discussion. And thank you for all our listeners. Please also, before we get into this episode, please continue to share, um, tag in the Instagram, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell whoever about Take Flight Podcast. We're coming up to 50 episodes. In the second half of the year, we're going to be planning lots of exciting things as well. So do please continue to listen and please share it with your friends or family who you think would get a lot of value from listening to our podcast. So with that, I guess, Olu, I'll give it to you for the famous phrase before the before our theme tune. So stay tuned and let's get started. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but we're right, guys. So... Which, which month are we in now? We're in April, right? So if we fast forward and we imagine it's December 2020, right? People are probably looking back at this year thinking, what the F was this year? And they're probably excited about moving into 2021. But what does life look like when we're just about to start the new year? And I think what I wanted to do with this is just to share probably one stat that I read um, and I heard about it in other podcasts that I listened to. So I think what they're estimating is the economic impact from coronavirus is going to be quite significant. And just focusing on the, the US market alone, they've had estimates, and I think this was in a Goldman Sachs report and some other uh, studies, that they have estimates that at some point in this year, the US could have anything from 30 to 40 million people unemployed. I think in the month of, I think the last month where they've actually just released reports of the last week, um, that number is already up to 10 million. Now, with that, there was also uh, some estimates that the GDP impact in the US, there could be a reduction in Q2 of around, um, I think, 70, 60 to 70% reduction in their GDP, which is a sizable, sizable amount. Um, and for our listeners who want to understand what GDP means, if you imagine in a year, 
um, a GDP is basically like the sales revenue of a country. So it's how much they're generating in terms of output. So if you can imagine if, if you have a whole quarter, which is three months, and you see a 60 to 70% reduction in the output that you're delivering, that's a significant impact. And I think the US is like generating 14 to 15 trillion a year. So a quarter is very sizable. So having those two information points in mind, the unemployment potential and then the loss of output, what what does life look like for us um, as we go into 2021? What do we think? What are the changes we see? High, for sure. Still, you think it's still going to be high? Yeah, and it's, it's going to increase, right? I think um, a lot of people, let me just sort up, a lot of people have, um, or a lot of companies are going to have to figure out ways to stay, stay, stay alive, right? And mm -hmm. the only way you can do that is reducing your cost. So I think at this precise moment, the government is doing trying to help in terms of bailouts and um, try to reduce unemployment with stuff like furloughs and stuff that their initiatives and schemes that they've introduced. But as soon as all of that passes, unfortunately, there's going to be a large amount of restructuring um, in companies to reduce their cost structure. Um, I think this this period has also shown companies what are some of the critical activities they need to do mm -hmm. and what are not so critical activities they need to do. Because during a crisis, you focus on what do you need to do to run your business um, as a bare minimum. And there's so many other things that are nice to have. So you're seeing a lot of spend with contractors, third parties being cut down, restructuring and people is going to be the next thing, um, which is why during this period of time, you need to be looking at how do you reduce your cost as an individual. So you're outgoing, how much you're spending as an individual and how do you save, right? How do you save? So you have that six month buffer in case you do find yourself being, and we've talked about on a previous episode about restructured and restructuring, mm -hmm. but yeah, I see there's going to be a period of time where there's going to be a large amount of unemployment and restructuring. And do you think by the end of the year, we would have already hit the peak or do you think it was still becoming? Um, I think based on certain laws and um, unions and laws in different countries, right, you have to give a, a certain notice. So I think by the end of the year, Corona, so I'll say going into 2021, you'll start to see most of the organizations right size or restructure to where they're going to be. So I, I see in the second half of this year, there's going to be a lot of layoffs um, and restructuring. And maybe we yeah, can no. go into the, the behavioural changes afterwards. But, P, yeah. what, what were you going to say? No, I, I think I totally agree with Oliver. And it's also uh, not only would unemployment rise as a result of companies, because I think right now what you have is a number of employees that have been told to, uh, they've been put on furlough. And then I think by May, June, it will be decided as to what happens to those employees. But that's one element. But you've also got the element of certain businesses not necessarily being able to survive in the new world that I think we're going to be moving towards. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think the type of work is going to change a lot. I think mm -hmm. one of the things I'm thinking about is big companies, they have they will have to reassess how they actually use their office space if they need as much office space. Mm -hmm. Because I, you, I'm sure you mentioned in the last episode that there are people, stats are showing people are working longer. Mm -hmm. I can imagine there's a, there's, a, there's a section of the workforce that is more productive working from home. Right. So home based businesses, uh, maybe there's more of an outsourcing model. You're an internal, but you're working from home four days a week. 
I've even I've even always thought that many people can achieve what they achieve in five days or four days, maybe have a three day weekend. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to start to. I think the type of work and how you work is going to change dramatically, dramatically, um, over the coming months. Daniel, what's what's your view on on the the, the working way and how how that will change? Is it just strictly to work or and just no, just uh, just, just kind of more kind of the I guess I guess initially the focus is our discussion has been focusing on kind of the business economy that type of angle. Okay, well, good. I think it's going to far impact more than that, which we can touch on later. But in terms of the business impact, I think it's going to be uh, very detrimental. In mm-hmm. terms of businesses, yes, the government's been stepping in with many initiatives, which I think is credible and responsible of them to do so, especially for those in creative work or self-employment, uh, because they've had nothing really to stand on. And, you know, without the government helping that with the, the 300 um, and so billion pounds you know it will be very difficult for them and of course that does have a domino effect because not only that it will affect the housing market people's accommodation their ability to live etc but when we think about it from a business point of view there are many companies even now what less than a month in who can't sustain their business model because Mm -hmm. they're still having to pay rent Um, Mm -hmm. they're not receiving any income and they get to a point where the juxtaposition of do they continue to pay staff out of goodwill because it's not it's not any it's not their fault or do we have to stop paying staff just so that we can survive but the question is no one knows how long this is going to go on for um even today uh jamie diamond uh, was saying that he feels there's going to be a very big global recession and i've been Mm -hmm. saying that for a while Mm -hmm. and i think that's just going to it's inevitable there will be a recession and it's going to hit harder than 2008 um financial crisis and I was even saying to someone a few weeks ago that, you know, the, the, the crisis didn't really hit us because we were at university, you know, we weren't working, we didn't yeah. have responsibilities. Now we're fully fledged adults. We have responsibilities. <laughs> We've got mortgages. Got Things assets, are different. Like, Things yeah, are yeah. different now. So yeah. this yeah. decision is going to be impactful. And of course, I'm not trying to, you know, say it's all <clears> negative <throat> because out of this, there's still opportunity. The word yeah. danger in Japanese, sorry, the word crisis in Japanese spells danger and opportunity. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, even the likes of Instagram, Uber and other uh, companies were born from the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will be creative and have things that stem from this. But at the same time, businesses will change the way they do things. Because a month ago, there were many companies that said, you can't work from home. You don't have the facilities to do so. Mm-hmm. But now we've seen that 90% of most workforces can work from home or have had to adapt to work from home. So we've seen a big shift in that. Like Pete said, we'll see if there's a is there, if there's a room for physical workspace. We'll see many changes of people also trying to account for things like this happening in the future so that they can cover themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be strictly business. But you've even, heard so many people say like cash is trash or hey, just invest, invest, invest. This is showing us that you need to have cash for a rainy day that used to be like the number one like financial lesson is have cash for a rainy day in, t- in terms of an emergency yeah, but i think so many people were over leveraged and didn't even the, save or have savings the last point i was going to make is although you know the government is doing all of these things we need to be prepared for in the future we'll have to pay this back mm. because they're they're you know one thing that you know the government has been incredible 
and we don't see the number of staff and policymakers writing these policies behind the scenes. But what you don't take account for is all of these policies released at the same time, you can't really account for the ramifications of that, what that will have when every policy is released at the same time with so much lending and borrowing given, what will happen in three years' time? Mm -hmm. Just kicking the can down the road. Yeah, no, Dan, I also totally agree with you in the sense of there have even, even been discussions around we are not um, heading for a recession, but more of a depression. And I think when you see interest rates at all-time low, 0.25... 0.1. Oh. <laughs> Drop. And then you see quantitative easing at 200 billion, I believe. These are all signs that um, you're certainly heading for a recession and we're at that cycle of the, of the market. Um, but you know, the other thing, you know, it's interesting because you, you hit a good point around when this happened in 2008, we were, we were starting off, we were a different life cycle um, mm -hmm. in our journey. But Oli, Oli touched on a point and I think the, the lesson that we, we as young people shouldn't miss here is, is the importance of not over leveraging and over consuming, right? Everything doesn't always go up, right? There are cycles. And yes, it may take eight years or 10 years before it turns, but I think people need to be mindful of when building their business, when building their side hustles, or when building things of that nature, um, not to over consume, not to over leverage, keep paying yourself first, make sure you understand the importance of saving, um, because all of, all, of the, all of the lessons that are important when things are going up um, uh, matter also when, when, it's, when, it's, when, it, when the market turn is coming down. So I think, I think there are a lot of lessons for, for young people and how to manage themselves and also manage their finances. Yeah, I think, um, so, so if I was to kind of, kind of summarise, I think Oli touched upon the point that this, is, this will be a severe, strong economic hit to a lot of people, and that will naturally lead to some unemployment. And I think historically in other recessions, there's always been a gradual decline. But in this case, it's been literally from 100 down to as close to zero as possible, where it's been a complete lockdown. And if you imagine with any business, if instead of being a percentage decline, you're actually going from 100% to zero, those ones with the with the poor cash flow and that are just running from week to week, month to month, they will be the one that will be impacted the most. And I think, as you guys have said, the whole working from home will be accelerated. The people still in their job, maybe they work more from home rather than the office and then this will have a, have a real estate effect. But just building on, P, the point that you made about personal lifestyle changes and we've our generation daniel mentioned it we were in university before so now we're now we're adults young adults and we're going to see the the first hand effect of this what do you think will change in our behavior because probably for the last 10 years our generation has always seen upside has always seen funding has always seen lending available all the positives and this is the first reality check that I think a lot of people in our generation will be getting. So we've spoken about the ec economy and the business impact, but what impact will this have on people's behaviours now? What do you guys think? Um, well, the first thing, which is probably quite harsh, but it's probably a, a fact, uh, this is going to wipe some people out financially and so hard that you're not going to hear from them for quite some mm. time. Mm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of, there will be a lot of that happening. I think they're going to realise these items and these liabilities that I've actually um um, sort of accrued. They don't. They don't um, help me in times of in times of downtimes. Uh, what do I see changes? I think. I think perhaps there will be a need for for younger people to understand more about um, their finances. How how can I manage those finances better? Um, maybe understand not only why it's important to what's the what's the importance of saving, right? And it comes back to that point around the discussion around cash is trash, but then also making sure that you actually have 
um, enough to last you for six to six to nine or twelve or twelve months. Maybe that twelve months or six months uh, rule gets extended. Um, mm -hmm. We were listening to a podcast show where uh, the gentleman spoke about thirty-six months of savings mm -hmm. um, to, to, to stay to keep survive. I also think it's going to change the way in which we think about building our businesses moving forward. I think we're going to think more carefully about building businesses that can actually be more recession-proof, um, even when where where the market is turning and going up. Um, so it's it's. I think it's going to be, yeah, I think I think a lot more careful planning around. I'll be honest with you, I've even had a thought. It's crossed my mind and I've, I've, I've thought about even lowering my target because I'm thinking to myself, I've got these big goals. I've got these big goals on my vision board, but I'm looking at it from a standpoint of always looking at upside. <laughs> Everything's always upside, up, 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 up. Yeah. But have I thought about what this looks like in the next 10 years when we're going to experience the same downturn? So it, it, it speak it's it's we're thinking a lot about you know do we need as much as we want to work towards, or should we still achieve from a number standpoint but live on less? So it's it's yeah the planning the planning is going to be a lot more. I think um I think we're going to put our own stress tests on our own self. So so are you going to be saving more, saving um, less for both. I think I think we'll be I think we'll be more careful on. I think I think there'll be some extra consideration on lifestyle cho lifestyle choices moving forward, mm -hmm. but I think sorry that's the point I wanted to mention. The, the anticipation will be better. Mm -hmm. I think anticipating when things turn in the market has to improve, because there are many people in this world that saw what is coming um, and they were able to better prepare than some of us. Yeah, I mean that podcast that we listened to is a guy who just cashed in 1.7 billion and he's just sat on a a big cash cash pocket to make some investments. But Oli Daniel, what's your what's your what's your view in terms of the the social behavioural aspect and how will how will it change people's day to day? I think I think there's going to be a lot of change because even with this, kids are out of school and we know um, education is very important. Not for the fact that you need to stay in school and um, to have a routine and go to university, but I think there are fundamentals and foundations we learn as children in all um, key stages of, uh, of of primary and secondary school. And I feel like this disruption to children could lead to a rise in, you know, antisocial behaviour, crime, theft, um, and things of that nature. Because by nature, you think so? yeah, because mm -hmm. in the summer, if mm -hmm. if we if we in a situation where it's gone, the lockdown has gone over for a period of the summer, summer, and there is a good summer in the mm -hmm. UK, we never we never know which one we're going to get. And if people have been told to stay indoors it's not good for their well-being, it's not good for their, their mental health, because mm -hmm. as a child, you need to get that freedom, you need to run around, you need mm -hmm. to socialise with friends. There's only so much technology can help with that. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, dynamics, because you know we've even seen that there's been a rise in domestic abuse. We've seen mm -hmm. that even China, who've gone through this from the beginning of the year, there's been a surge, a huge increase in the number of divorce, divorce, divorce lawyers that have been um, works requested. So because people aren't used to spending so much time as, you know, partners, husbands and wives or families, there's going to be a huge shift in, you know, the dynamics because think, give, let me paint you a picture. Husband and wife, both had good jobs, got two children, both from primary school. Unfortunately, you know, dad's self-employed, can't work right now. Government said they're going to step in, but you know, not, no money's come through yet. Mum's just been told she's going to be put on a furlough already money's going to be very tight now 
kids want to do things. They want to be active. The mum, the parents have gone from working full time to now having to try and be teachers. That's mm. not what they were doing. So they're, they're, even their roles changed. So think about the squabbles that even the husband and wife may have. Mm. It puts a strain on a lot of people. Mm. People being confined to different size homes in the London. Of course, we know London, they don't necessarily have big homes, mostly apartments. So trying to, if you've got a big family as well, all of that kind of bickering and rubbing each other up the wrong way in for a prolonged period of time will take its toll. Mm. So I don't feel that this, whilst at the beginning it's very, can be seen as very good. And I do feel that, yes, we do have to adapt and to change um, during the circumstances to make allowances and be patient with one another. But unfortunately, not everyone has that patience. And at the same time, people's physical health might suffer. Whilst many are working from home, we don't have that ergonomic setup that we do in the office. People's back for the chair support that they have or neck, uh, repetitive strain disorder, looking at screens or their, their wrists. We don't have these, we, we're not naturally, we don't, not everyone has the support at home or the setup that they would at work at home. So we will hopefully don't become cavemen and hunched, but <laughs> we have to be cognizant of making sure we do stretch and look after our beings because depending on how long this has gone on for it will affect everyone positively or negatively man this is quite a, this is quite a song what's the, what's, a, well, what's the positive element of it because i think you mentioned you said it will affect people positively and negatively but all the things you mentioned were negatively so what are like well, the positive the, impact we'll have on well, I'll, because, I'll share yeah. something positive so there was a guy who left his job um, was going to take up a new take on a new job. Um, his job got withdrawn. Job offer got withdrawn, and he said, "Okay, he could go home and mope about it." But he went up and took a part-time job at Sainsbury's, mm. and he's helping those in the community. And when I say a job, he was a proper professional earning a, a good salary. Like he wasn't a small boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, so he, he he took this as a he took this as a positive. Even when you even when you say even when you say that, right? You're that was still negative. You know, that was still negative. <laughs> no, he, like, no, I'm saying so. He's sorry. And I'm saying that because oh, I'm saying that. Right I'm now, saying bro. I'm saying it because he he took us. He took a neg. He's he put a post and took a negative situation and made it a positive. As in, he didn't have to get the job, but he wanted to make a difference in the community and help serve others. Yeah. So he what went I meant about what I meant about positive, I still believe like there's going to be a boom in startups and new companies during this period of time. Do you think there's a boom? Um, do you think, do, so just only a quick question on that one. So when you say boom in startups, what was it that you... Because I was so, like thinking the yeah. opposite. So what you're going to find is, which there's a positive and a negative. I think if the government supports a lot of these small businesses, I think that's really good. But there's a lot of these big companies that weren't ran well. It's sad to say it, but they were over leveraged. They didn't have enough cash in. We're seeing really bad companies, which if it wasn't for this crisis, the company would still go bust and they're using the excuse of coronavirus to justify why they're being run poorly. But I do believe during that, you find that a lot of times for people to change, there needs to be something dramatic to force them to change. So a lot of times when people have been, you see when people have been laid off, a lot of people use that opportunity to start up a new business, a new idea in which they have. So I do believe that there's going to be a boom 
um, not straight away, but in the next two years, three years of people and businesses starting up from people that have been either laid off who say, you know what, I want to become a consultant and start my own um, firm. Mm -hmm. Or I want to, there was this idea that I had and because I can't get a job, I'm going to start this business or this idea. So I think that's one element no, that I thought that's going to be, yeah, go on. No, I totally agree. I think I think the mind starts becoming more creative when that check stops coming in. Um, mm. And that just, I think that's, that's probably the saying for a lot of people. Um, there's probably, yeah, probably a lot of small startups and businesses, maybe to Shua's point, whether they're able to scale and get the mm. funding um, is another question. And that's um, where the government needs to step in. For those for those small companies who have just started, like if it's a local barbershop or it's if it's a laundrette or whatever, they don't have the cash to, and I see that they're giving out loans and opportunities for those to stay afloat. Um, I think they should focus more on those small businesses than the big businesses who some of them have been irresponsible, like they haven't been responsible. Second element, which I think is going to also be a benefit is the amount of time kids are spending with their family and parents. I think there's a positive element of that where when kids have to go back to school, you're going to see so many children say, wait, I remember that one month, two months where I got to see my parents. Like this has been an opportunity for people to really slow down and focus on what is important. Like we've reached a point where we've become a society that we leave the teaching of our kids and the growth of our kids to the government and schooling system. Preach. This is now opportunity to say, look, let me truly invest in my seed, like into in my child. Like what sort of curriculum do I want to, what elements do I want? Maybe now I'm going to teach them about finance Jeez. where they wouldn't have got that in school. Maybe now I'm going to talk about religion or like questions and you you could truly make it a really fun experience. Like, yes, you might not be the most academic teacher, right? But you've got the opportunity to teach valuable skills to your kids, which they wouldn't have got in the school education. So I see that as a real benefit during this period of time where parents are having to step up and now they're even respecting teachers and realizing, you know what? <laughs> it's true. I struggled through this one month and how important this is for my child. I'm leaving a stranger to do this. I need to be more invested in my kids' education. So those are two areas where I see there's going to be a real rise and a boom. I think probably the, the only thing I would add to those is I think another change behavioral-wise is I think people will realize, and maybe this is building a bit on what Pabudo is saying about spending and consuming less, how much time and money they are spending on stuff that actually adds zero value to their lives. I think the, the overconsumption that especially i guess the western economy has got used to in terms of buying food clothes whatever it is buying things that you actually don't need and then you spend this period where you're having to spend it in a confined area with the people who if you're around family with your family if not on your own then you realize actually you don't need probably 70 80 percent of the clothes you have in your wardrobe and you can still live a pretty decent life you don't need to eat as much you don't need to spend as much and i think that's probably the biggest change that i see um and I don't know if that will actually exacerbate the economic issue that we will see, because then suddenly if people aren't spending less, then will that just prolong this recession that we could potentially go into? But that's something that, that I saw in the behavioral change as, as well. So, so I think we've covered the economic side, we've covered the business, we've covered the as a society. Probably the, the question before we start to start to wrap up is, do you guys think we'll ever go back to a pre-corona, pre-COVID-19 
way where everyone's flying everywhere, everyone's doing this, everyone's consuming, everyone's just expecting upside, upside, upside. Yeah, will, I think, we, I think, will we ever get back to that and when? Um, I, I think, let's say 80% of the world will get back to that. I think there'll be a 20% or a small fraction of people that will actually decide to change their lifestyles forever. Um, bearing in mind, there are actually quite a lot of people that were living like this before. They didn't touch door handles, they never shook people's hands, mm. and they always washed their hands. So there were some people living these practices already. But I, I personally, and we're seeing this also in the UK, unfortunately, there's a lot of fickle, there's a lot of fickle people out there, and and I don't think everybody. It's one of those ones where if you if you haven't contracted it, you don't think it was serious, you don't think it was actually real, mm -hmm. and so once you get let back out, you're going to continue the exact same way, um, because also we're talking about is. That personal change and changing as a person is very difficult to do, mm. right? The, we don't change. We don't really change that much as, as an individuals. So I I um, I see a handful of people of the world making changes, taking the opportunities that are there in business and also in in, in uh, finance and personal lives. But then for the most part, people Heathrow is going to be full up. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, reckon that will already be by the end of the year or? Uh, what? I think I think a couple months after everybody's allowed back out again, okay. um, but if the weather if the weather is uh, like it was yesterday, oof, <laughs> I'm telling you, people are people going to just say what virus? <laughs> Oli, what's your what's your take? When do you reckon we'll get back to to pre-corona? Um, it's tough. That's a tough tough question to answer because. I see this coronavirus similar to Ebola, um, similar to, and then it's a mixture of Ebola and the financial um, crisis as well. And there's going to be some people who were wiped out who will never forget this and will never go back to normal. Yeah. Right. If depending on depending on the impact to you, depends how you react or how long it will take you to recover. Mm -hmm. Some people will be wiped out financially and they will never get to the same place in terms of mentally, not even financially, but they'll always go walk on edge. They won't make certain mm -hmm. investments. They'll take a more, yeah. yeah. Real quick, just just quick one. And I think I wanted to, I was thinking of put this on my personal page real quick, just to people to understand maybe from a financial standpoint. Um, let's take Santander, for example, because it's a Spanish bank. So if that bank was to go under, it's unlikely to be bailed out by the UK um, government. So the rules, the rules are the following. If you have more than £85,000 in one of your accounts, um, that basically is everything that's going apart from £85,000. So I was just thinking, if you, if you have, for example, speaking of your point around like people unable to recover, if you've had people for the last 15, 20 years working to save up for their retirement, and they've now saved up anywhere between, I don't know, 200,000, 400,000, um, and it's all sitting in an account, and this happens, they're down to £85,000. No discussion. And so and so that's like the reality of what could happen. Um, and then that retirement that he was looking forward to doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So it, it's, no, it's, sure. it's quick. And um, then so I think there's, that, there's obviously that population which would be, so I say around 10 to 20%, which would be just completely wiped out. There's nothing. There'll be another 20 Twenty percent who are gonna are gonna use this opportunity to get richer. Like as sad as it's gonna, there's gonna be that there's gonna be a population who is gonna use this crisis as an opportunity to increase or gain more wealth. 
they're gonna love this opportunity they've been waiting all their life for this opportunity they're fine right yeah and then there's gonna be a population which nothing really changes right um we were part of that generation during the financial crisis we know the financial crisis happened but it didn't really have an impact on us so we said okay we've recovered from it so what so i think there's those three um those three um individuals or characteristics which will be impacted um to be honest i don't know how long it's going to last um i honestly feel like we were waiting to get to a recession this has just accelerated it um yeah yeah totally so agree it was going to happen sooner or later um we should be thankful at least for us that word is happening in our 30s right if we were about to retire and it's going to happen again though yeah there's a cycle so it's just about diversifying um, diversifying your portfolios and making sure that you're not leveraged in one place so so Olu, if you were going to give a time frame if we get yeah. back to that period what's your what's your view do you reckon how, how, uh, long, do you, how long do you think we're going to be in lockdown for quarantine some people are saying month. june to i think another month. i think it's so going to be another month until the end of what it's going to be looking like i think least, end, of April. end of this month till may because um i got work colleagues that um that are in malaysia and they've extended theirs by another three weeks and obviously because some people are not taking this seriously so some people are still going out and about tanning and doing all sorts so it's just going to accelerate the process for or extend the process for for the rest of us and then i'm also concerned that when everyone does come back out there's probably going to be another spike which might crazy. Spike. that's that's what happened that's what happened in um hong, um, hong kong where, where where people from us and uk returned back to um hong kong when it got when they went in this lockdown and then there was a spike yeah so i could see that happening unfortunately but Whenever, um, whenever, whenever they let everyone out, I think I recommend everyone stay in the house another month and then come out. <laughs> but then, so Daniel, what's your, what's your, what's your prediction to close yeah, out the prediction? Well, I think it will return back to pre-corona. I think there's been many cases in the past where there's Spanish flu, there've been different types of flus every century. There was SARS, there's been MERS, there's been all sorts. There's been the financial crisis where ultimately we've bounced back. And I think as humans, we have that bounce back ability by nature. And we will. I'm not saying that we'll be back to the same, but we'll adapt and change uh, for a better future. To put it simply. All right, cool. I'm, I think I'm on, I'm on the same page. One, one question. Do you know what I find quite interesting as well? And this this is actually there was a there was a I think there was a quote going around, or some people started to share it, where it made, it said, um, because everybody now is indoors, it gives the world a chance to breathe, and it gives um, like if you take LA for example, there's no pollution, less pollution, so so the skies are clearer. Mm. Um, there's even now in the US, there's a lot of animals now that are roaming the streets. Even in the because, UK, there were deer in, in East London, like near, near houses. Right, because you're not having, because you're not having, sure. <laughs> you're right, mate. Yeah, there were, there were deer, they've, they've, yeah, they've, they've, been, they've been animals, deer and everything, um, chilling on the grass. So it, in, it basically, in and it was basically saying all along, um, humans have been the virus. We, we have been the issue. Um, and I think it actually, it's a it's a it's a nice reminder that um i think the saying was we have to remember that we're guests we don't we don't own the earth um ollie's enjoying that text where and then <laughs> <laughs> and then anyways but yeah no i just i find it actually this there's there's, there's almost there's a, there's a lot of benefits for mother nature and, and and um animals and everything else whilst everybody else is indoors i think we need to save that for a conspiracy 
episode. No, that's not. No, that's not because this is the fact. What I'm saying to you. No, is but fact. people are saying that the reason why they're saying that we should stay at home is because we want. They want. Oh, but that's something. No, that's uh, something different. All I'm saying solution. is that by being in by being indoors is is giving the job. Oh my day, sure. Like, so I think I think uh, no, but I, I, I think yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm going to oh my I think that's God. probably one the huge positive that with. Consumption, everything <laughs> dropping around the world. But the earth is getting this time to, to heal. 4G. So, just to close on a very positive note, and without having to mention five uh, G anymore, moving forward. 6G. Um, what can we? What can we do now to wrap up? What can we do, based on what we've just discussed about future predictions? Where okay, there is some doom and gloom, but there is a silver lining to everything. What can we do now to be best positioned for that period? Save. <laughs> no, let me show. Let me show. Let me show. <laughs> I, I, want hear, I, want, I want to hear what he's gonna say. He, what, yeah. what, what, what are you gonna say? No, no. No, no. What are you gonna say, Pete? No, no. Oh, no I, was, I was just basically gonna. Go on. Go on. I literally no. It was. It wasn't anything rude or anything like that. I was literally gonna just say, just lock off all the five G towers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Um, uh, and then we're good. Um, Daniel, what would you what would you suggest that we do? You look like you're looking for the solution right now, big man. <laughs> <laughs> do for what? Do for so what? Basically, basically, sure, sure. I, 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 missed, I heard the question yeah. first time, but then because of all that nonsense, <laughs> I got distracted. So the, 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 it's, still, it's still the same question, Daniel. So basically, <laughs> based on what we've just discussed about where we see... Um, post-coronavirus life, uh, society, business, etc. What what can what can we recommend and what will we, we do ourselves as individuals to put us in the best position? Get Carol Baskin. <laughs> so apart from that... Just get we Carol that she, Baskin. We all know that she killed her husband. By get the way. Carol Baskin. Um, have, you guys, have you guys all watched that, by the way? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, man. Serious, man. Thing we, that's, there's nothing we can do because we don't know the future. We can't predict it. No, you just put yourself in the best situation possible. Daniel, to, make, to make a prediction. Make a prediction, Daniel. That's the question. It's, it's, not, it's not even a... I wouldn't even say it's a prediction. It's, it's not what's a prediction. The, what, what's the... For example, for me personally, I will probably end up... Here we go. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> too, nothing too wild. Nothing too wild. Now, I would probably end up just saving... A little bit more, maybe spending less. That's about it. Mm. Not really. Uh, n- nothing else would probably change. Probably due diligence on a few deals will be refined <laughs> another level. Yeah, that's another episode as it is for. But do you? So do you have a suggestion, Daniel? Or no? Oh, so yeah. yeah so if, if, we, if we're talking about that, yeah, it'll be to to save more. Yeah. So has anyone, anyone else got any other suggestions or ideas? So what? I, I, uh, so what was the question again? I have, I have an answer. Basically. No, no one else has. Just, no one else has. Got, no, no, sure. What, sure. What was question? What people, wait, sure. What was um, question again? So what? What can we do now today to put yeah. us in the best position for that post-corona period? So instead of, I, I would um, just, I would just advise people to study, study on on the, the situation we find ourselves in in the market, um, and. It's, this is all about preparation, anticipation, right? I if, would say, if, no, I wasn't finished. Um, it sounded like you are. Go ahead. 
No, 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 go ahead. No, no, it's pretty much that's the point. I, I think we should just take the opportunity to learn about what's happening and try to educate ourselves. I think it, it would be criminal for this period to go by and we haven't used the time to try and learn something new about what's actually happening and how we can do something different. So it's about opening the mind. Mm. Um, and it'll be quite sad for those that still have a closed mind and just can't wait to the doors to be open to go and do the exact same thing again. Right. Or to, to, to behave in the same manner. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of is what I would say for people to keep in mind or think about. Go ahead, Oli. Yeah. I would say, um, Bro, no think, about a, <laughs> think about a second form of income. So if you've only got one form of income coming in, um, you're putting yourself at a very high risk. Um, mm. If um, you should look at your bank statements and say, okay, how many times do I see income coming in? Right. Yeah. So if that means like P said, learning um, so that you can be a contractor or um, join Fiverr, do like freelance sort of job, definitely find a way to do that so you can generate another income if you have a house and you're living by yourself but it's a two-bedroom apartment maybe you can rent out the second room another way to make income so we need to now start focusing on not only having one form of income but multiple streams of income because that will minimize the risk during risky times if you lose your job etc you know you said um, second form of income i don't even think it's going to be two but i think it's going to have to be Multiple, multiple in different industries Listen. to cover you <laughs> plan a b c and d you gotta you gotta start oh you gotta start God. with a you gotta start with a second one some people have only got one the so best, first you need to start with a second before you can start thinking best, about the best way to visualize it is take your bank statement and turn it around and that's how you want your statement to look so all your expenses multiple today yeah is your income and then where your income is coming in that's your expenses that's the goal and there's so many people do there's so many people doing it right like if i want to learn about property i give pick up the phone and speak to shuol and pibilo and say hey let me pick here on these particular investments if i want to talk about learning new skills to potentially be a freelancer i pick up the phone and call daniel hey i see you taking all these pictures cameras how do i learn these skills so that i can be a freelancer there's so many experts and people already doing it we need to become students again. So reach out to your friends, your networks and leverage. And just to, just to build on that, if you're in this position right now today where you're, you have a, a day job or whatever you want to call it, your main source of income, whatever it is, make sure that while you're in that job, you're doing the best job that you're doing and you continue to add value, not just to the people around you, but to yourself. Because if things do turn south and you lose your job, and we've spoken about this in an episode before, Having that extra additional source of income or multiple will help. Um, but just make sure that you're bringing value to the job that you're doing today um, and adding the most you can. Because if in this situation, when other people are losing their jobs, you can really step up and show them the value that you are providing as an individual and as a team player, then that will actually turn into a bigger opportunity for you. And then you could get bigger responsibilities and everything else that goes with it. That's true. Okay, gentlemen. So that was episode 49 of Take Flight Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening. Um, if you've made it this far in the episode, we really appreciate it. Please continue to send to us your suggestions, feedback, ideas, anything that you have. Please continue to share with your friends, um, share with family. Um, it is quite a tough period that we're going through at the moment, but we're trying our best to give as much content to you as possible. 
As you know, from this episode being released, we're now uh, trying to go back to weekly episodes. So next Friday, you'll hear another episode coming from us, which will be episode 50. Okay, so thank you for listening. Take care. If you have any emails, send it to us on um, takeflightpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram. You can DM us. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Stay responsible during this period of time. Peace. Yo. Take off.